Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Welcome to the Wednesday Pod here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. My name is Chris Williams. I'm always joined by Brent Bloom. We are here on the 20th of December. It is National Signing Day. We're going to talk about that and a lot more. We're going to try and keep this more generic for your holiday travel as well. Really not a ton of breaking news right now either. We do have basketball with the women tonight on Wednesday. Men play on Thursday. Those should both be eh, Northern Iowa for the women. So you never quite know, but they're not that good this year. I would think Iowa State would win that one. Uh, We'll recap those and whatnot on the Sunday pod this week, which we will try and do. It may not be perfectly timed like it normally is because of holiday travel, but we right Bloom, we get something out for the people. Yeah, I'm going to be up in beautiful Armstrong, Iowa this weekend, but the well, beauty of the internet, we can figure it yeah. out, pal. We'll knock we'll knock something out there for yeah. everybody. I do want to thank all of our great sponsors here on one of our final shows of 2023 and Mac Dime, we couldn't do it without them. The presenting sponsor of Williams and Bloom, Sunday and Monday, they are uh, just an amazing group of individuals that we get to work so closely with, and we don't take it for granted any day that any of these companies let us promote them, because that's a big ask. Being a guy who owns businesses and to to let somebody else step in there and promote your company is a big decision. So thank you so much to Mac Dime uh, for I gotta tell you, I gotta hanging tell you on that. with us. Yeah, I had a, a call today with a, a great cyclone who said he's a he's a veterinarian in, in eastern Iowa. And he said, you know, I, I feel like I should apply to Mechdyne because because they do such a good <laughs> job of he's like, they don't good. need my skill set. But he's like, I think I, I think I need to apply to Mechdyne. Good. That, that's awesome. And, uh, another you know big one that supported us. And you're certainly familiar with the Iowa State University Foundation. I'd love to encourage everybody to go to movewhatmatters.com today if you're going to make some giving. Uh, do some giving here at the end of the year. There are tax benefits to this as well. But what I love about it is we always talk about the sports at Iowa State, but this uh, this gives you an opportunity to get back to other areas. You could be a well-rounded cyclone. Movewhatmatters.com. I always give annually to the marching band because I love the marching band. And it, I'm telling you, it's the difference between an NFL game and a college game. They don't have the marching band. If they had marching bands, it'd be a better atmosphere at the NFL games. And and certainly, last but not least, we are in the Wild Rose Casino Studios, presented by our friends at Cody Road Bourbon. Um, Bloom, 
National Signing Day is here, and I it can't. Connor Ferguson did a great job for us covering this the last couple of weeks. Um, it, it's still very meaningful. We have readers and listeners who are locked into this football recruiting thing, and it's it means so much. Look at last year's team with the amount of rookies that were out there. Like this is still a huge day. I do not want to diminish it at all. But when they moved it on the calendar um, with the portal, the way that it is, it used to be you would sign these guys on the first February of Wednesday or the second or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And you would kind of look at it and you go, that's the nucleus of our team for the next five years. And it just doesn't have that meaning anymore. Moving it to December, it's right there with the holidays. There's all these early enrollees now, which is a huge kind of wrinkle that used to be a huge deal when a guy would enroll early now like half the class will do it hey i'm not saying it's worse i'm just saying i remember when this was the busiest day on my calendar period and it's just not anymore it's interesting to see how it's changed yeah i mean it's just it's almost unfair to the coaching staffs i think to and i understand why they did it this way it's it's really it's just moved everything up uh quite a bit but can you imagine going through a coaching change right now with both the portal and the signing day being at the same time it's it's it's, it's brutal madness. yeah i don't i mean yeah. i don't that's why you're gonna so that's why you've seen a lot of coaching changes sooner or coordinator changes or all these things sooner because everything is sped up and for most of these classes i mean i obviously had a couple late ads uh this week but i would say most of the high school stuff is done now you know you're looking at summer fall. Like it, 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 there, there's just not many surprises as much. Man, I remember the back when we first started the CETA, that day, that the first week of February was just a zoo. And I remember I, even when we first first started, or when I started following recruiting as like a high school kid, you would read about it in the paper. You didn't know anybody, any of these players. And now recruiting has become such a daily part of being a, a college sports fan that you feel like you know some of these guys already and they they haven't even stepped on campus yet. I remember my first year of doing this when I was with scout.com. I remember sitting in Chris Ash's office waiting for faxes to come in, which was awesome because the McCartney staff gave us that sort of access yeah. and until they started losing more and then that that went away. But but and then I would sit there and I'd report, okay, Webster Patrick's NIL just came in. He is officially a cyclone on the message board. And and that was, yeah, it was just all, uh, Twitter didn't exist, you know, like in, and it was really a, really a huge deal. I, I just think the thing too, I've had just a lot of people say to me, again, it's not that they don't care. They're going to read the stories. They're going to listen to the analysis. But you don't have that finality when it comes to this now because these guys could just leave tomorrow. Yeah. And that that's a deal that college football is going to have to deal with. Uh, I don't think it's like a doomsday thing. We've seen that. Television ratings are through the roof. Jack Trice Stadium is full every week. This is not a doomsday deal. But, I, but it is interesting just the stark – like when Brett Meyer and Todd Blythe became Cyclones, you knew you had these guys. Man, Five they years. are the core yeah. of our team for the next five years and you just there's no guarantees now so fans approach it differently yeah for sure and, and i would say uh this day was probably more important for the iowa states of the world than some of those other programs now because they're chris you know this the the some of the big programs are 
yes, that's National Signing Day is still important, but they know they can just grab whoever they want in the portal, at least try to. Where Iowa State, if all goes according to plan, these guys will be here four and five years, and that's how Iowa State's going to win in this world is is through development. No doubt. But but it, it's still you, you the the elephant in the room is yeah it's just it used to be a, a pretty firm contract now it's it's very open ended and and from year to year you're not really sure what your roster is going to be made of but I think I it's, would also it's, yeah can I make the point too that the young men that signed today by the time they are seniors this world is going to look a lot different it will. too it will and that's the thing is like it's hard to know exactly. I mean, were these guys what you know five years from now were what we're going to look like what what does the port what does the portal look like what does conference what do conferences look like any of this stuff so that's why i think it's so important iowa state maintains that that really good baseline that foundation culture because that will get you through everything you know i think the programs that are really going to struggle are those ones that are are quick to to flip the switch and um you know i, I would not want to be again i would love to have AM's money don't get me wrong but the impatience anymore as we get into these changing times, I think you're going to see a lot more overreaction. And I actually think Iowa State has found a loophole in the market now, and that is in high school seniors. I really believe yeah. that. I think, I think there's a lot of value there. And, Chris, you saw just this week, you saw, I think, 10, 10 top 100 kids from last year went in the portal, and half of them are quarterbacks. So, you know, even some of these guys that are committing to these bigger schools, the chances they'll even see the field at that school are – in some cases, at the quarterback spot, it's 50-50. Um, it's, it's just wild. Like you, The top two quarterbacks from last year, the, the Moore kid that went to UCLA and then the, uh, the young man that went to USC, both in the portal. And it's like you just don't really know what this means. But I still think for Iowa State, it does matter. And I think this gives Iowa State an advantage to focus on those kids that, that they really want to develop because I think that's the selling point at Iowa State is we will – we're, we'll be patient with you. And some places won't be. Some places won't be patient. And if you're not good enough, you can literally be cut. And that's the other side of it. Players can move, but mm-hmm. then coaches can be a lot more, what I would say, forceful and making sure to get the kids they don't want move along. And that's where I think where Iowa State has been really good is they give these kids a chance to, to really develop. And they know if they go to Iowa State, you're going to have a home here if you want to stay. We noted it on the Sunday pod this week. Iowa State did pick up a couple of late commitments and uh, Bo Goodwin. Uh, and I just, I don't need to go in depth on these guys' games because who knows what they turn into. But again, it's that strategy. I just wanted to clarify for people that maybe didn't listen to Sunday's podcast these late ads for Iowa State, a lot of people will look at it, Brent, and they'll go, well, well who, did the, who else offered them? Because that's generally what I want to know. And this is like, what's your competition? Right. I mean, if you're beating out, um, you know, some belt teams all the time, like that's not a it's not a great sign. A lot of these late signees, so a guy like Bo Goodwin, in state, Kingsley, Pearson High School, gonna be a linebacker. You flip him from South Dakota State, that's the you know, right now the premier program, I would say, in, in FCS. Yep. No question. It's not impressive to some. The game plan here is in this world now where these guys sign so early, the senior season matters less and less. And what Iowa State is doing when Brent says they found the loophole, the senior thing, they're saving four to five spots for guys who they think are under the radar and really developed well between that junior and senior year, which is not a huge part of the recruiting landscape now with the December signing period. 
Another guy I really like, I watched his tape last night, is Dominic Overby, the wide receiver. Give me a six foot four, 180 yeah. pound wide receiver any day. Uh, and he was a guy who really was unrecruited as a junior, pops up as a senior, had a couple of high major offers. That's what we're talking about, that yep. type of a player. Well, then you're, uh, you know, your old stomping ground, Lewis Central, got an offensive yep. lineman from there. And I saw you know, that. Yeah. This is a great this is a great story of how this works is uh, I think Rutledge is his last name. Six, six, yep. 300 pounder got hurt as a junior, had, I think, a back injury. And so the big schools just kind of quit, quit calling because he was hurt. Well, he had a monster senior season, literally monster, like dominant senior season, big, nasty kid. And Iowa State, it, 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 I think Iowa State beat out. At the end, it was, you know, FCS schools and a, a couple, you know, mid-majors. But that's none of the schools just kind of gave up on him because he got hurt. And so that's where Iowa State had ice on him. And they go, oh, my gosh, this guy, Let's if we have a spot for him, let's go after him and then give, give Clanton a couple years to develop him. And it's just like those guys that he developed at UNI and NFL players. Um, but people gave up on him because he, he got hurt and he was a little bit undersized a year ago. And. You know, that's that's the loophole. That's what you take advantage of. Got a, n- another guy, defensive lineman from Vegas, who had a monster productive senior season that, again, was kind of unheralded until this year. And Iowa State was able to to get him. And who knows? He could be an immediate contributor on, on the D-line. Not to mention this as well. Uh, big transfer portal pickup uh, mm-hmm. out of Monroe in Snyder, Kennard Snyder, who uh, had a really productive uh couple of years at Monroe undersized but can can definitely add value to that Iowa State defensive line and I think Iowa State's really addressed some some issues in the portal kind of quietly but uh, between these late signees for for high school and and just filling roles in the in the portal and there's going to be a couple more I think um, you're in a really good spot yeah uh, in addition to Snyder I, I would say the same thing I would be surprised if he is the only transfer we've reported on some in the on the premium page, uh, reminder: give you can give those as a gift. By the way, last minute gift you can do that on Christmas Eve. It doesn't matter. Give somebody you love a Cyclone Fanatic premium subscription. Snyder had five and a half sacks last year. Was all Sun Belt honorable mention. Um, Two forty eight. You mentioned being undersized. I don't. I don't. What do you? I don't know what they get him to. He'll be interesting if they put him on the edge. I think that's a possibility. I yep. think the vibe I'm getting, they're trying to get as many, you know, they, they kind of feel like if the defense could be picked apart at all last year, they didn't get enough pressure with three. Right. That's kind of the basis of the dime stack. Uh, he'll help. But I know they want to add an offensive lineman. I would yep. be really surprised if they don't. Two. Yeah, I, corner. I would be surprised if they don't add a kicker in some capacity, uh, much like they did with Chase Contreras last year. And keep in mind, it, if you're if Iowa State is in is in the position where there is another portal window in April, correct. So you you don't have to panic and just just fill to fill at this point. There's going to be more movement in April. So even if you don't see anything immediately, I, I do think there's another opportunity to um, to leave a couple spots open for when April comes along. I, I do think too, like we're deep enough into this Campbell era now, where we've had a couple of levels of this thing right so like your first level was Deshante Jones and David Montgomery play right away and like wow okay 
and then they find this Purdy kid out of Arizona, right? Right. Like they're we've seen enough levels of their recruiting. They've got a pretty good eye, I think, for these under the radar type of guy. Will McDonald's a great example, right? Malik Verdone was one of those senior tape guys who wasn't very highly recruited. And then you bring him in. Um, even really Jeremiah Cooper didn't have a ton of offers, I would say, out of high school. So that's the deal. Like with this group, if you're just looking at stars and rankings, it's probably not going to blow. In fact, I don't even know. I don't even watch. That's how much that means to me now. But again, yeah. I just I think the Campbell group has proven time and time again now that they're going to find these diamonds in the rough. And I'm, I'm positive there's a couple guys on this list yeah, that will see just, playing meaningful snaps next year. Just look at the true freshman class this year. That's all you need to. And it, that was not a super highly rated class. I mean, by all metrics, and look at the production level for for that for that group. And well, so I, mean, I, I don't even right, have Usama. Like he, right, he was a he was a. You know, a three-star. They were people were recruiting him as a defensive back. Um, yeah, a lot has, of schools said we won't play you at running back, and, and, and he has a monster again, monster senior season. I would say it's like, yeah, we should probably play him at running back. So, I think there, there's just something here. Uh, one quick thing on the kicker, thing, thing on the kicker. They, I would say it's got some folks in the program that they're pretty high on. Uh, yeah, beyond I agree beyond Jace I, Gilbert. So just FYI. There's there's a couple I, there's a there's a freshman or two that that walked on last year that they think have a chance as well. My point is I would be surprised if they don't bring in another older guy. Sure. Not even necessarily a scholarship guy, but FCS kicker that's you know kicked in a lot of moments. Yep. I think that we've seen enough. We've all seen enough kickers during our time at Iowa State. I want to have some guy. Who's mentally mature enough? Not to, you know, not mature may not be the right word, but where the moment isn't too big. Like when Andrew Mevis went out there, had he kicked in these giant games? No, but he had reps, yeah, right? And he fair. had had, and compare that to Jace Gilbert. If Jace Gilbert doesn't have to go out there as a true freshman, his career probably looks completely different right now. So I That's want, a That's a great point. I want to walk on from somewhere. The, the Contreras is the perfect example of this guy who has been in this program, he's been on the sidelines for high-impact games, and he's just ready to go in there and, and do his thing and didn't overthink it. And he had a phenomenal year as a Cyclone. One, yep. of, the best, one of the best kickers really Iowa State has ever seen. Uh, an unsung hero this year, for sure. I mean, really from the Oh, you're not in the Liberty Bowl without yeah, him. No doubt. No doubt. But I do – so I guess I, I just – sounds like they've got they've – got I've heard that too. Campus. Yeah, so that's good. That's a good thing. It's not – and Jace, Jace will get better. I mean, you're right. He got right off the bus from Oklahoma. And now he's your starting kicker. I mean, that was a hard spot. They had a lot of pressure pack kicks. Um, I hope, man, that'd be a great, be a great redemption story. story. Yeah. If Jace is eventually the totally agree. starting kicker again and has a great year, I'm and I'm you, really rooting for that. And you're right. But right. I just being around I just, being around helps. We want to talk about margins. We want to talk about all this stuff. You've got to have a reliable kicker, and totally that has agree. been proven time and time again here. Uh, with Matt Campbell football at Iowa yeah. State. All right, I think, thanks. So, couple. Re- yeah, recruiting class real quick. I think it was mid fifties is where it's ranked. And again, right. I, I more and more, I just, I, I just don't. It doesn't matter as much to me, in my opinion, of of recruiting. I think this staff has proven throughout the years that they can they can spot talent um, better than the recruiting rankings can. Not to say that recruiting rankings don't matter because they do, especially at the high high end. 
but I, I, I think, uh, I think this staff's very comfortable with, with the class they landed. I also think too, that that senior thing is so underknown, they're unknown by the fans. Like you would, I, I because common sense tells you the most important tape would be the senior tape leading into college, right? Like, because that's the most recent example yep. that you have. And it's just not in this world. And, and I don't blame the coaches because they've got to, you got to take your guys now because they're going to commit somewhere else. If you don't like there's kind of a clock on, you remember back in the day, like those June camps were it like that. That was when yeah. you evaluated yeah. everybody and like, and it's just no longer the case back when, we were working at the recruiting services back in the day. It's like, yeah, and it was the totally different world. The, the, the summer before your senior year is a lot of times when that was really the first mm-hmm. real evaluation. Now it's the thing is whole entirely. You're sped ancient up. at that you point. Are. And that's why I think too, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I think you're going to start to see a lot of these high end high school guys. You know, right now the trend is they're enrolling early, so they're missing prom and they're, you know, and there's going to be guys skipping their senior seasons. And like it, I, I hate it, that. but yeah, I, I, I promise agree. you, I promise you it's coming because it's all about the money. Well, and you're, you're racing not only other high school kids now, you're racing the portal guys too. And so yes. it is in the best interest of these high school guys to, to commit right away. All right, uh, thank a couple more of our great sponsors. Kelderman Manufacturing, my main man, Jeff Kelderman, down there in Oskaloosa. He is, um, man, I I could get lost on Kelderman.com for hours looking at all the badass trucks, all the customizations they do. I like to work on the diesel trucks down there at Kelderman Manufacturing. I think you guys should go look at it, too. Buy yourself a Christmas present this year. Do some customization to your bad boy. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get me a grill, and he's going to put the Cyclone Fanatic logo on it for, for my Carl Chevrolet bad boy, my new Silverado. Uh, Kelderman.com. Check them out today. Also, our friends at the Ivy College of Business. Shout out to everyone there who has a special place in my heart and also in Bloom's heart as he used to work for them with Dean Spalding and, and my friend Michelle, who runs the marketing there. They are really good people, and I think that they are doing a really good thing right now with these online MBAs where it allows, uh, you know, I, I bet our friends at MechDime would be appreciative of the online MBA. It's from the Ivy College of Business. Don't ever say it's too late, mom or dad. It's not. You can you can upgrade with the online MBA from the Ivy College of Business today. Um, all right, so we're getting ready for this bowl game to – kind of recycling it a little bit this conversation we had from sunday but i wanted to dig a little bit deeper is we did our our bowl podcast that uh will be out later this week with tim mullen from nebraska furniture mart it's our bowl extravaganza we go through all the games and preview it for you and actually tim did a really good job of like noting who's playing who's out and and all this stuff Tim was prepared he was ready yeah it was great it was great but i'm i'm after doing that, Brent, I'm even more appreciative of this Liberty Bowl game. Did it actually mean something? Like, it, I'm I'm serious. Like, I think this is a big game for Iowa State. If they go out there and win that thing by 17 or whatever and bring all these guys back in the offseason, maybe you got some guys who are in the portal who are flipping it around on ESPN that day and they check yep. out what the Iowa State Cyclones have to offer. 
I am as anti-bowl as you can find. This is a big game in Memphis coming up next week. I, I yeah. truly believe that. Yeah, and I know there's been some conversation of should bowl wins count on your record? Well, they do. They count. And Iowa State has not won eight games very often. You have a chance to win eight games, which is I kind of not even talked about, but it's that's a huge deal. And oh, by the way, one of Iowa State's portal targets just committed yesterday to Memphis. Add a little mm. uh add a little seasoning on that. So one of the linemen, well, offensive linemen end up committing to Memphis, and Iowa State was was certainly interested in him too. So interesting change in, of dynamics there. But absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Iowa State's Iowa State's plan, it's a business trip. They're going down there not just to, to party on Beale Street like like you and me are. Uh, they're going down there to win because this is this is the springboard into what is hopefully a championship run next year. I mean, that's kind of what you're looking at. 2024, Iowa State has a chance to win the Big 12. You win the Big 12, you can get into the playoff. And that's exactly why you've seen Iowa State be really strategic in, in what it's doing in this offseason because all eyes are on that. And that's why this team wanted to stick together. They have aspirations of being a championship contender. And I think this is the – you just feel a lot better about yourself going into a season. If you've won eight games, you're coming off a potentially a convincing bowl win – against a team at home. I mean, I think and the other thing I'm really excited about C-Dub is this team thrives when it's uh, the, the kind of the, the away team too. So I know it may not be great that you have to play Memphis in Memphis. I think for this Iowa State team, it's kind of a fun challenge of like, bring it on. We've, we've done well on the road. Let's do it again. Yeah, no, th- that's a good point. Think about and the road, road wins this year, right? So it was uh, feasted on the road. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Which you too, it's 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 wild because they they didn't win a lot at home in those like really high profile type of games, right? So then the yeah. fans would go home a little bit ticked off and and all that, but then they'd just shock you and beat BYU by forty, right? <laughs> the K State win. I mean, that, I mean, I I just think that the way the season ended was so fun. If you can carry that momentum into this game and then into the off season it just helps everything. It helps everything. It helps recruiting. It helps the, the transfer situation. It also is going to help ticket sales. I and mean, I think Iowa State has a chance to really, really, they had a great season ticket sales this year, but can you imagine if, if Iowa State has potentially playing for a playoff, what ticket sales are going to be at Jack Trice next year? So I'm, I'm pumped up. I think, I think this, this game can really be a, a great starter for what is, has the potential to be a fun next season. All right, uh, before we get into our Wiffles Hybrids Big 12 segment to wrap this thing up, want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Remember them at GravitateCoworking.com. Maybe you need to get out of your home office. Hell, maybe you don't like your current office. Check out GravitateCoworking.com for all of their locations in the Des Moines metro. Uh, Really great service from our friend Jeff Wood. We appreciate him and always his wife, Hope Wood. Hopewoodjd.com, where you could sign up to get a will in the day. That is a 2024 resolution for many of you. Get that will done for your family. Promo code Fanatics will get you $50 off. Uh, Wiffles Hybrids presents our Big 12 segment. There is a lot of Big 12 stuff going on, and I will present it to you now. Plant your independence. Plant Wiffles. Uh, Tonight, good basketball. Tonight, if you're a Big 12 basketball fan, Baylor taking on Duke. That is in Madison Square Garden. Duke is a a three-and-a-half point favorite in this one. Good analytics night for the Big 12 if they take care of these opportunities. 
you go down to Charlotte, North Carolina, where North Carolina is taking on Oklahoma. Brent Bloom, did you know that the Oklahoma Sooners are the seventh-ranked team in the country? God, out of nowhere. I can't right? name I can't name four players on that team. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I, I Literally out of the blue. I don't think – I mean, Moser is a good coach. They've and they've got a couple nice wins. This would be a monster for them, though. Though I assume North Carolina is the favorite. One quad one win that was against yeah. USC on a neutral yep. floor. Yep. Uh, they beat Iowa. They killed Iowa. They beat Providence in Arkansas. So yeah, pretty good. Uh, pretty good little run for them. But but in reality, what good team hasn't killed Iowa? This is true. <laughs> this is true. Um, other Big 12 games of note coming up is there, again, there, there are quite a few of them. Wichita State, Kansas State playing at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. That is on Thursday. So notable there. How does Kansas State bounce back? There's been yeah. a lot of weird yeah. – they got been a weird offseason for them. And then weird. we're going to kind of settle in here prior to Christmas where uh, the, the games aren't, aren't quite as sexy. Uh, and then – Pretty much these programs are off on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. We'll get into more bowl games and stuff like that. The one point I wanted to make to you uh, is that Iowa State currently ranked 11th in Ken Palm, and they have jumped all the way to number six in the net rankings, <laughs> uh, which is Wild. kind of shocking if yeah. you just go off of who Iowa State has beaten. Uh, 2B6 in the net rankings with 0-1 against quad ones. Uh, two and one against quad two. Iowa State, importantly though, seven and zero against quad four teams, where they're just absolutely beating the crap out of these teams. And I think it was Jeff Goodman who kind of put out a little tweet about Iowa State has found a loophole in the net, just beat up on the worst teams you can possibly do. And that's what the Cyclones have been doing. They'll have another opportunity on Thursday night when Eastern Illinois comes to town. They are currently the 326th ranked team in Ken Palm. Keep it up. Just keep the pedal down. <laughs> could, could Iowa State get to one in the net if they just keep beating the crap out of these bad teams? Probably not. But no, so they're starting to get now some poll love, getting some poll love. Uh, 24 votes in the AP poll. It puts them 30th. So you could see a ranked Iowa State team, maybe. You'd have to have some teams lose ahead of you. Uh, when when the Big Twelve rolls around, but what it's it's Eastern Illinois, New Hampshire, New Hampshire also not a world beater. So uh, I don't know. Yes. If I would say I would say deserves to be ranked. I don't think they. I agree. I, I just but you, again, you you the voters are lazy, and so they're going to see the net ranking and the Ken Palm rank. Go wait wait a second here. Let's put them in there. <laughs> I mean that's a, that's really how it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think TJ has cracked cracked the net code. <laughs> And more power. Hey, those are the rules. You play within the rules. And Iowa State's just doing what it needs to do. And it's worked. Real quick, late Christmas gift for somebody. I just put this on the uh, on the Cyclone Fanatic Forums ticket exchange. Had a had a We Will donor donate two floor seats for the New Hampshire game. And we're doing a little, little auction on this, this oh, cool. ticket forum. So uh, once in a lifetime opportunity to sit courtside on New Year's Eve at an Iowa State game. Courtside's awesome if you can do it. If you can get that, it, it kind of yeah, ruins you, it. Yeah, for the rest of your. Other it's teams. like, oh man, I don't know if I've 
It's like flying first class. Yeah, I've never done, and and I don't do it for that very reason because then I know I'm never going to want to do the coach thing yeah, again. Yeah, the coach thing is not as fun. Absolutely. Yeah. But so yeah. on that note, real quick, um, again, we will pub. Uh, we are eighty thousand dollars short of our matching challenge goal, and we still have a couple weeks left. And again, we're going to raise a million dollars with this matching challenge. So thank you to all of you. But got a little bit of room to grow here on this signing. When event. is the deadline? Uh, deadline is actually January 10th, just okay. in case people want to do that 2024 donation in January. But I think we'll smash it by then. Yeah, I would hope so. so. Thank you. Thank you. Well, also, we're doing a deal in Memphis with with our buddy, Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah. Be down there, uh, raise a little money in, in that deal. Crazy thing. So we we put out for Cyclone Fanatic premium subscribers to get the first dibs on this party because it, there's limited, uh, limited you know, capacity. And I think by the time we're done recording this podcast, it's already going to be sold out. Crazy. People signed up that that quickly for Man, this thing. That, so I want, this this Memphis trip keeps getting better. The King, you, man. You got you and the King, and I think a drink concoction. I heard. I mean, you yeah. Got, so it's like a. When you, with your ticket, the the king is whooping up a concoction for us. <laughs> what a world! Might be it's better like than the game. King's, king's kiss to the cyclones, or or something like that. It, we were told that they have pallets and pallets of push light as well. Yeah, I say they they seem like Memphis is much more prepared for for the invasion of. Well, you think the third time? Yeah, you'd be ready for out, these people, fellas. You know? Yeah. I I was thinking back to just how much these bowl games have changed when McCarney and even Rhodes, when they would refer to these games, they would refer to them as bowl championships. (laughs) We are a inside.com bowl championship. And it's just like now, you know, the, where the players are in new Year's six games and they're just like, no, it's not worth it for me. It's just crazy how quickly all this has changed. Do you still display the bull trophy in the Jacobson building. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've had that. So, I've written this story with Campbell before. I, I have like in his first bowl game, I, I got a lot of good exclusive stuff from him. And like, there's a real, at that time, at least there was a real lack of hardware in the Iowa state football. office. Oh, absolutely. That the inside.com bowl was arguably a top five win in Iowa state history. Yeah, just what it represented. It, it, completely. And that was a good bowl game, too. That well, wasn't really like, fun. oh, yeah. And that, that was the story I did. Again, it would have been in 2017 with Campbell. Like, that was another I mean, one. What do you have to a- show off in your hallways, right? Like, there's just not much. And since then, you've added the Liberty Bowl title. You've added um, Fiesta Bowl. A Fiesta Bowl. Yep. You've added... You know, I you probably get something for participating in that Big 12 championship, 12 championship game. Yeah. I, I would think you've got all these NFL jerseys that you can display now. Like that, it's think about like how far that's come. No, no question. It's, it's wild. All right. Yeah. Uh, real quick, um, I got to shout out the my guy Cyclone Larry had the the tweet about the Brock Purdy statue, and and his suggestion was a Brock Purdy statue the size of the Iowa State Bridge. That people drive underneath. <laughs> if you go to Cycle and Larry's Twitter, there's an image there that you can't, you cannot unsee. Did you get much feedback on the statue? 
Purdy conversation? Yeah, I think I, I did in a good way. I think okay, I think we, we could have we could be onto something there. I've been told I'm too into statues. <laughs> well, I've been told that by many people up there. Names <laughs> Williams. Forget about the statues. Stop it with statues. Stop it with the, the statues. The fans seem Enough to with... the fans seem to be on it. Like they they agree they agree with us. I I just like to celebrate things. Celebrate That's, when you can. Absolutely. Right? Celebrate wins. All right. He's Brent Bloom. My name is Chris Williams. That's it for your Wednesday podcast. I know Title IX did their holiday episode that is up, and Grant and Jeff had a new kick in it as well, trying to load up your guys' feeds for your holiday travel. For Brent Bloom, my name is Chris Williams, signing off here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network.